0: One of the most accurate pollsters, especially in the 2016 2016 and 2020 election cycles, Rasmussen reports, says election fraud renders scientific polling models worthless. The longtime pollster announcing it will now move to sharing evidence of election fraud. Rasmussen's announcement comes as the Republican establishment continues to push for ballot harvesting, igniting a heated debate on the right on as to if you can outmaneuver the cheaters at their own game. In a recent tweet, former lawyer turned election integrity expert Professor David Clements noted that the vast majority of ballots being harvested by Democrats and deposited into drop boxes are fake, suggesting that unless the GOP plans to quote-unquote embrace blatant illegality and controls the integrated software, this narrative, he says, is BS. Professor Clements also has a forthcoming documentary on election fraud in the 2020 election and the Fed's direction called Let My People Go that we're still looking forward to seeing hopefully sometime soon. And Professor De- David Clements joins us now. It's so good to see you. We're glad you're here.
1: It's good to be with you, Emerald.
0: I'm particularly interested in us talking about this because I keep saying, I, you and I kind of have the same position, and I understand where others are coming from. Um, case in point, I did speak to Dinesh D'Souza, who I have a lot of respect for, yesterday. He made the blockbuster 2,000 Mules, uh, that film on ballot trafficking. And so I asked him about the ballots harvesting initiative, and he shared his thoughts. Listen.
1: The, the broad point I would make is, look. Uh, we've got to realize that we are in a sort of a combat mode with these guys. And, And acting on principle, being better than them, this isn't really gonna do it. If they have a sword, we can't fight them with our arms and legs. Uh, We're going to have to meet them with their own sort of political weapons. And so I guess my view is that in places like California, where you can collect ballots and deliver them, it's not even just for your family. I think that we should organize a successful and effective ballot harvesting program, and we're fully capable of doing it if we set our minds to it.
0: How do you respond to that, David?
1: Well, one, I don't have a problem with matching Democrats in a legal fashion, but let's not make... You know the mistake of thinking that they're winning through legal efforts. They are winning through illegal efforts, and there's a couple you know really really easy examples to look at. Number one, if you add the number of Trump votes plus Biden votes, 74 million plus 81 million, that accounted for 95 percent of the voter registration uh, base. It's, so we know right off the bat, that's not true. If you actually compare that to previous election cycles, turnout was anywhere from 57% to 65%. But in 2020, we're supposed to believe that there was 95% turnout. So start there. Number two, mm-hmm. we're seeing injection of hundreds of thousands of fake ballots. One of the concrete examples comes out of uh, Bethpage, New York. Everyone remembers the truck driver that, that delivered pre-filled out ballots from Page, New York, delivered them across state lines into Pennsylvania. 24 Gaylord boxes, over 200,000 pre-filled ballots. So when we talk about ballot harvesting, that's what you're competing with. That's what, that's what you're up against. And another example came out of Maricopa yeah. when we had the audit um, out of 2020. Remember, there was a fight over production of the ballots there. It was about a four-month wait before we got the ballots. And after they were received by auditors, you found out that all of the chain, chain of custody was was obliterated. And they found out that most of the paper was not provided by the approved paper company, the Roland paper company, meaning these were fake and counterfeit ballots. They also took off the counterfeit detecting measures in the Dominion machines to where it would not reject those ballots. So that's the kind of stuff when you understand the machine architecture that this isn't a fair fight. It's it's it, We're not even in the same... Uh, you know, okay. arena with Democrats,
0: and I, I and I think that's what's constantly left out about this ballot harvesting push. Right, it is that people maybe don't know the machine technology as well, and I understand that you haven't looked into it, but it is a big machine, and it's more than just the voting machine companies. As companies like No Inc., Ten X, what is it, B Pro that I'm just now recently even getting better versed in. And so I'm hoping that you can explain this whole machine to our audience because it's much more involved than people understand when we're talking about why ballot harvesting won't work.
1: Yeah, I I think my message to everyone in Conservative Inc. that wants to jump on the ballot harvesting game is, you know, in the words of Jerry Maguire, help me help you <laughs> and, and there's a way to solidify <laughs> legitimate efforts but you have to understand how this works so the first slide that you're going to look at is a geographic blueprint of of where we're seeing integrated software and you'll see an image of no ink b pro 10x and vr systems and the reason why this image is so important is it shows you that each of these uh Third-party corporate vendors have integrated software that touches on everything from ballot printing to early voting to the use of e-poll books. And, and this is part of the landscape. And if you're a ballot harvester, even if you're you know a Republican and you don't understand how this impacts your, your processes, you're going into the process blind. Case in point, if you go to the next image, it's a picture of uh, map coverage of e-poll books that are used. The same people that are in favor of ballot harvesting are also in favor of early voting, which is just absolutely um, the worst thing that you can do because you're actually giving bad actors all of the metrics they need to model ahead of time. You're giving them guidance on where to go. And so this map shows you that there's over 2,200 counties throughout the state that use electronic poll books. These are hooked to the internet. So during the early voting period, you have metrics, you have real time tallies of who has shown up, but more importantly, you have a tally of who hasn't shown up. And this is what informs the mule's behavior. I'm so glad that you brought up Dinesh D'Souza at the outset, because when you're watching 2,000 mules and Charlie Kirk's watching this and, and Dennis Prager, why didn't anyone stop Dinesh and ask him this most vital question? What, Where did the metrics come from to inform the mules to go to a particular drop box in a particular precinct? The e-poll books that we're talking about, this is part of the machinery, informs that and allows it to happen. And I'll give you a concrete example right now, which is the next slide, which is, we did a, uh, a graph here after doing FOIA requests or public records requests to see about public or, or poll book data being delivered to candidates real time. And when we started mapping out the percent increase in election day ballots in the state of New Mexico, we saw all kinds of wild deviations. So there was a particular candidate by the name of Catherine Clark, She's running for clerk in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, the line that that corresponds to Santa Fe is the, the light blue line, it's at the very top. And you'll notice at about 11 o'clock in the morning, 70% of the election day ballots were accounted for in Santa Fe. Yet just after re- she received a poll book early uh, report or on the day of election report at about three o'clock, the ballot count was digitally zeroed out for 12 minutes. There's no record of the ballots in the electronic system at that point. And then 12 minutes later, they are reconfigured in impossible fashion. Now, when you look at other places like McKinley County, that's where you see a 20% gain of the vote in 12 minutes. This shows you that with that those e-poll books, you can now tell your mules, hurry up, get to this county really quick, stuff the ballot box there. This begs the question, what is informing that decision-making? It's the machines. And so these folks are able to use real-time data especially with the NGOs and and this is really important with Dinesh's documentary because you'll note in order to be approved as a mule i think he had to have a mule stop at at least 10 drop boxes but also a non-government organization building an NGO and these NGOs are the recipients of poll book reports internet connected delivered throughout early voting and on election day so this is a big this is a big deal um we also have other proof in our next image When we look at cast vote records, here you'll see in Otero County a 30-point difference that favors Biden over Trump in the mail-in category. Now, this is quantitative proof showing, look, obviously, uh, this this absurd amount of, of an advantage to one candidate, this is not legal votes. These aren't legal votes, these are, these are fake votes. And I can drill in onto that when we look at the next slide, because when we look in urban counties where we use machines with high-speed tabulators, we see an algorithm present. We see a 30-point advantage to, to Biden once again, but we see a clear trend over time that shows that there's an impossible sequencing of votes that favors Biden drilling in towards a predetermined set point. So what this tells me is you could have Republicans delivering their ballots putting them into the tabulators and the machines can shuffle those votes in a way that Biden comes out on top and Republican votes are dropped. And we confirmed that in our canvas in uh, New Mexico, because we saw 2% of the homes that we went to and visited, we found out that their votes were dropped from the official voter records. So this is more quantitative proof that you're up against machinery that is there to thwart you. The next image presents a whole nother problem which is that these tabulators can fill out your, your, your ballots. So this is actually a picture that we took during one of our audits. This ballot looks like it was filled out by hand, but it wasn't. It's actually filled out by the machine. So this was filled out in their software that it makes it look like it's hand filled out. And these machines are so lax that you could take a, a ballot image like this and put it on notepaper. And these machines will accept those. So when we talk about ballot harvesting, once again, Republicans think we're playing by the rules and we're, we're, we're legitimately going to a nursing home, we're going to a university and, and we're collecting ballots in a legal way. What this shows you is that you can go to Kinko's and print up hundreds of thousands of ballots with them already filled out and submit them in the tabulators and they will be accepted. So that's another issue. The next example shows you how, even if you're a Republican, um, okay, this is actually just a close-up of a handmade mark and a printed mark on what you're going to find in the next shot, which is, look at this ballot here. Yeah. Oh, back it up, uh, I think. Professor
0: Clemens. we're actually re- we're running out of time, so I wanted to make sure we did get to the difference in these because, you know, they do it in such a way it's almost hard. I mean, I would not immediately know, and we have about another minute, so I want you to really wrap up in the next minute. How, how, you know, the conclusion of how this works, I think people get it really well. You're explaining it so well. But I want to make sure, you know, you get the, the main point before we run out of time.
1: Okay, well then, this is what I'm telling you right now is that you actually have the machine capability to fill out empty ovals. So that last shot that you showed was a way to actually mm-hmm. spoil votes. So you, could ha- you can gather Republican votes and actually spoil them by filling out empty ovals or maybe double voting a certain race, but I'm gonna give you one last image if you'll give me the next uh, chart, um, if, just to a couple, because we're seeing automation in the actual daily registration that is predictable. Go ahead and one more, one more after that, and you'll see weekly repeating ratios. One, <laughs> One more, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, there's so much to unpack here. So this shows you daily registrations by party. You'll notice that when we look at six months, there's never a day that Republicans in this particular county out registered democrats because there's modeling going on here and there's so many other examples I wish I could yeah. share with you today but that's where we're at this is what we're up against so let's have an adult conversation and help the people that actually want to be successful by be- being accountable to the processes in the environment that we find ourselves in
0: I think this was a great point. And I, I, I hope, you know, more people see this because it's so important. And, and, and Professor Clements, I want you to come back and we'll go through the rest of it and go more in detail because it is so important. Like you said, you want to help people who are trying to do the right thing, but they need to understand what is the right way forward. Right. Thank you so much, Professor Clements. We'll see you again soon.
1: Thank you, Emerald.
2: I have, uh, (laughs) I've had kind of a fun week, if you've been listening uh, all week, you know, I've been a little, little on the edge, little on the edge, to the point to where, I don't know, maybe I want to spend my life as a dog, you know, dog's life, it's very popular, I'll show you in a few minutes, what's, oh, what's happening with people who want to identify as a dog, Um, that is, finally, we've gotten to the civil rights program Uh, gotten it to the place to where we can finally say what needs to be said. People can choose to be dogs. Um, But I've been, uh, I watch the news, and I watch for things that the average person doesn't necessarily watch for. If you read my daily email newsletter, which is free every day, you can get it at glenbeck.com. If you read that, you see things that media is not talking about, even conservative media not talking about, And when you start to piece all these puzzle pieces together, you see a pretty bleak picture. And we are at a place where the die has been cast, the Rubicon has been crossed, and we're here. And it is a battle. We are at war. We are in a spiritual war, primarily, and too many of us don't even know what that means anymore but we are not fighting flesh and bone we are fighting evil true evil and the longer we wait the stronger evil will become the longer we the longer we wait uh the more chance it comes to blows and that will be the death of the republic and the death of the american um you know, the American experiment, it will be over. And I don't know about you, but I am, I'm, I have children. I have four. I have grandchildren. I have two. And I'm desperate for them to live a full, happy, comfortable life. Even if it means I give my life or I give up all that I have so they can have And we overuse freedom and liberty. Nobody knows what that is. So they have opportunity. Opportunity. That's all I want them to have. Honestly, it has been a very tough battle. And I know you feel the same way. I've at least had the luxury of... I was going to say fame and fortune, but fame is a curse, uh, and so is fortune in many ways but it i mean it 's a nice way to go if you 're going to go to hell it 's a nice way to go uh, with fortune um, but i 've had a much more comfortable life it 's easier for me to think than it is probably for many in our audience because they are you know, they have the daily bills bearing down on them all day. So we all have our own things that we're carrying through. We've all been, you know, injured. We've all been foolish. And we've also been blessed enough to do some things that will prepare us. I've been sued. I so far haven't been arrested. But, you know, I don't know what's going to happen next. I, I, You know, when they're arresting just anybody, when they can arrest attorneys for giving somebody advice that's not illegal, we, you know, we don't know what's gonna happen next. I have worked hard to serve the Constitution. I've worked hard to serve my fellow man. I have served my God, and I can't even say to the best of my ability, but I have tried. And momentarily, occasionally, once in a while, I forgive myself for being proud of what I've created because I didn't create it. I was allowed an opportunity in America. God gave me certain abilities, and I'm a lucky man. I'm a blessed man. Still, with all of that going on, we have to realize where we are right now. I've always talked to you about we're on a highway and we're passing the exit signs and the bridge is out. Well, we are now, you know, that point in the movie where they're on a bridge and uh, it's either open or there's no way out and all the cars are coming up behind them and they're going to be killed by the bad guys. And they're like, what do we do? We're at that moment right now. What do we do? We are in what possibly is the final battle for the American way of life. The American truth, justice, and the American way. I don't really care if we're a poor nation. I really don't. I don't want to be a poor nation. I don't want to have poverty. But I do believe that we have been so misguided, we have lost our way so expertly, that we have put all of our, our belief that what America is, is about success, money, ease, an abundance of food. We don't have to work hard. And that's not true. It's just not true. As we advance as a species, are we any better than the people that came before us? Are we any better than those who we say we stand against their principles? We fight with words, we fight with votes, and God bless it with politics. But we don't fight alone. I couldn't say this to you three years ago, four years ago because we were still putting our faith in one man in the office of the president of the United States. And I think still too many people are doing that, but I know today that I'm not fighting this alone. I'm fighting this with you. We're fighting this battle with parents that will stand up so many parents won't say anything. They'll say it privately. They'll say it to their neighbors. They'll say it to somebody else in the school board meeting. But when it comes time to stand up, they don't want their children to have any problems at school. They don't want to be a pariah in the, network, in the neighborhood. But I'll tell you right now, I know there are parents all over this country that are standing up. they are moms all over this country. Moms for liberty. They're conservative. They're independent. Even some of them are Democrat. A lot of them are that are seeing the insanity in our schools i personally am waiting for more teachers to join us i'm 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 waiting for the teachers who don't believe in pedophilia and marxism to stand up and say i reject my union we need some courage there gang I mean, unless you're with Marxist and pedophiles and child mutation, you know, mutilation, you know, go ahead. But then I oppose what you believe. Because I am for children being children. I am for children having innocence in their childhood. I am for children being safe from predators. And I know we fight with doctors by our side. There are doctors all over the country that, is, that are against this and standing up and risking their license to stand up and say, no, no mutilation of children. No, you don't have to take the vaccine. No, you should be able to consult with your doctor. And if you have a different treatment that you want to try, you should be able to try it. They're doctors who know first do no harm scientists, the scientists that are standing up that know that science is based on provable fact and that science is always wrong until new fact or are only right until new facts come along, which makes the old science outdated and wrong scientists that know that the military industrial complex wasn't all that Eisenhower warned about. He warned about the military industrial complex becoming so big that it can control Congress, that we would be in never-ending wars. But he also warned us about education, getting into bed with the government and training a whole new generation to be slaves of an out-of-control government. He warned of a scientific complex where our scientists would no longer be able to think individually because so much of the study would be funded by the government, which was looking for answers that they wanted. When we fight today, we fight with the scientists who know that and will stand up and say, no, this is wrong. And there's lots of them. Today, we fight against the mainstream media. But we're fighting in a different way. We used to have to fight them with every fact and everything else. Now with the new media, something that when I started The Blaze 12 years ago, people said I was insane. This would never work. You can't get past the mainstream media and the big networks. And yet we did it. And look what has spawned from that. Now we are fighting with the voice of a new media. Where soon and I mean very soon, the mainstream media has to answer to us. We are no longer in a position to where we have to answer to them. We have to say what they are charging and then, you know, uh, prove them wrong. Instead, they're going to be in the position very soon where they have to prove us wrong. And that is taken. A toll on so many people in the media that got out and risked everything and came to the new media. And they're still coming. We're now fighting with actors and actresses and writers and directors and gaffers and cinematographers and stage people that I've had enough of the insanity that are now coming to something even newer than the new media, and that is the new Hollywood, for lack of a better term. We have seen amazing advances from the Jesus Revolution to The Chosen. Those are not low-quality conservative films. That is the highest quality. And we're now making inroads to distribution. Once we have full distribution, the whole world changes. We fight with Mike Lee. We fight with father and son, Rand and Ron Paul. We fight with Chip Roy and Ted Cruz. We fight with the members of the uh, Freedom Caucus. And there are many others in Washington in Congress, in the Senate, that are actually fighting. We are also fighting with others in Washington, like whistleblowers. Have you noticed the number of whistleblowers? And we also fight with people who are silently standing in place, not abandoning their posts and trying to protect what they can from the inside. We fight for the rule of law, the Constitution. We fight for the rights of all mankind. We fight with posts on Facebook and X and Instagram, blah, 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 a hundred other places. We get to raise our flags. We fight it every day at a gun range. We fight it when we buy the hunting license at Cabela's. In our hearts, we know we... We don't care about the stupid bear, the black bear, or the deer. In our hearts, we actually have compassion for these animals and we take their life to feed our families. It's not a sport where we kill them and leave them on the side, as the media would have you believe. It's not brutal and grotesque. That's why we go to the firing range, because we have a responsibility, if we're going to hunt, to take the animal down in one shot. We have a responsibility to, if we carry a gun and we're seeing a crime and people in danger, that we pull our gun out and we don't get other people killed, including ourselves. We care about being outdoors. We care about the land. We care about the timber. We care about the smell of pine and how cold the waterfall is coming off a glacier. We care about these things.
3: What's in the DNA of an American citizen is something called freedom, okay? It's in our DNA, and I'll tell you, you don't fight. You don't fight an enemy because you hate the enemy. You fight an enemy because you love your country. Our problem, our problem is in the Republican Party. It's the establishment, it's the uniparty. Where is the RNC? They've turned their backs on us because they've turned their backs on this whole thing about election integrity. Election was rigged. Donald Trump won the 2020 election. We're fighting for our country. We're fighting for our families. We're fighting for our values, and it's precisely because
1: of that we will win. As long as we don't quit.
2: They have lied to us with their lying propaganda. This country is 68% red if we get the machines gone. Are you thinking that? He's bigger than he's ever been. He's more focused than he's ever been. He's tougher
1: than he's ever been, and he's the leader of a movement that has ascended. And that's what has fear in them. They're the ones that have the fear. That's where they're striking out all over. That's where they're ripping
3: apart the Constitution. Keep building keep, build, keep building. keep building. Keep building. Keep building this army. Keep building. Keep building. Keep building this army. Keep building. Keep building. Keep building this army. Keep building, it. Keep, build- keep building, keep building, keep building this army. We will never we will never we will never never quit.
2: Stephen K. Banner. Tonight, when you go home and pray, thank God, thank
1: God in heaven that you're here now to save the greatest country in the history of mankind, you. He put you here for this purpose. Clement said today you're the
2: Red Sea. The administrative state, the deep state, all the Marxists, the World Economic Forum, that's That's Pharaoh's army, army. and And they're they're marching marching to to the the Red Sea. Sea.
3: Let me, let me say one thing, every Norway, business. Sweden, and Finland, according to the World Economic Freedom Index, are ranked higher than the United States of America. That is not socialist. They have less tax, they have lower taxes. So that means that control. you can have socialism and yet still have successful businesses no. in your country. Thank you for proving my point for me. No, it's the exact opposite. You know what socialist is? Bernie Sanders wants an 80% tax rate on yeah, the rich. Yeah, Venezuela too, right? Dude, listen, no, listen. Bernie, do you want me to explain wait, it to is you? is Cuba not socialist? Is North Korea not socialist? Was Vietnam not socialist? Was Zimbabwe not socialist? You can laugh all you want, to Okay, start, do you want but 100 to million to you? people died under socialism the last 100 years and you have the gumption to continue. Okay, okay, okay. Do you to keep laughing Hold on. to the victim's families from Cuba, from yeah. Venezuela, yeah. from Korea, from Vietnam, from Mao's China, from Stalin's Russia. The number one killer of citizens, from innocent civilians the last 100 years has been the very idea that you shamelessly wear on your sleeve every single day. Uh, Marxism has God. killed more people than any other ideology over the last 100 years. Okay.
4: I'm just trying to be a father Raise a daughter and a son Be a lover to their mother Give a thing to everyone Up and that i bright and early I'm all business in my suit yeah, I'm dressed up for success, from my head down to my boots. I don't do it for the money, there's bills that I can't pay. I don't do it for the glory, I just do it anyway. Providing for our futures, my responsibility. Yeah, I'm real good on the pressure, being all that I can be. I can't call him sick on Mondays when the weekend's been too strong I just work straight through the holidays, sometimes all night long You can bet that I stand ready when the wolf growls at the door Hey, I'm solid, hey, I'm steady, hey, I'm true down to the core And I will always do my duty, no matter what the price I've counted up the cost. I know the sacrifice Oh and I don't want to die for you but if dying's asking me I'll bear that cross with honor cause freedom don't come free I'm an American soldier an American Beside my brothers and my sisters I will proudly take a stand when I will always do what's right I'm out here on the front lines Sleep in peace tonight